Hey guys, Eric Martel here. I'm a real estate investor with over 500 houses under my belt. And believe me, if you look at the housing market right now, it is hard not to get scared. Prices are higher than ever and they just keep going up, 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 just like 2008. And you hear it from these gurus all the time. It's another 2008. Don't you dare buy a house now. It's 2008 all over again. Well, actually it's not. It's very different, very different. But there's a lot you need to watch out for and I promise you it's not what you expect. So today we're going to try and understand exactly what happened in the financial crisis of 2008, what's different today, and most importantly, what you can do about it so you don't get caught with your pants around your ankles. But first, make sure you like and subscribe to my channel because the only way to be financially free is to be financially literate. Now let's take a trip back to 2007 where it all began. George W. Bush is president. The US is planning a surge of extra troops into Iraq. Steve Jobs introduces the iPhone for the very first time. Britney Spears shaves her head. And suddenly, the stock market plunges over fears of a financial crisis and a real estate crash. And they were right. The most serious financial crisis since the Great Depression, a worldwide economic crisis that burst the US housing bubble and financial institutions worldwide nearly collapsed. The US government stepped in to bail out the banks, ultimately culminating in the bankruptcy of Lehman Brothers on September 15, 2008. There was a perfect storm of issues that came together to shake the currencies of the world. But really at its core, it came down to one thing, subprime loans. Subprime is a term bankers use basically meaning loans to bad credit borrowers, typically people with FICO scores below 600. These loans were most at risk for not being paid back, so they weren't really like normal conventional loans. These were really bad mortgages. These had features like teaser rate. Teaser rate is a feature of loans which keep the initial payments small and makes it easier for applicants to qualify. But after one, two or three years, the interest rate would reset to a new rate calculated by adding a margin of 6% or more to an established floating rate like the US Treasury bill. Typically, this reset involves a drastic increase in monthly payments, in some cases nearly doubling. Another feature of these subprime loans is a high loan to value ratios, as high as 90 or 100%. That means no money down at all. These are obviously targeting poorly qualified borrowers. These were given to people with the worst credit history and lowest income and no down payment. So basically these loans were given to people with adjustable rates instead of a fixed rate and they couldn't afford the interest rate once it adjusted. Now these shaky subprime loan risks were multiplied by the crazy interest environment in 2007 and 2008. The 2001 dot-com crash put the nation into a recession and created a low interest rate environment. They lowered the interest rate until they were close to 1.25%. Now in this low interest rate environment, the subprime loans began to cause a real estate bubble. People used these subprime loans because most anyone, regardless of their circumstances, could qualify. And since the prices of home kept going up, People bought them to speculate. People didn't care about the loan's crazy terms because the price would go up. They would sell it and make a profit. Now, the Fed saw the real estate bubble growing, 
so they began to raise interest rates in order to slow demand and try to stem inflation, similarly to today. Except these interest rate increases coincided with a subprime mortgage rate reset. Suddenly, with new rates so much higher when the mortgages reset, the borrower couldn't even afford the loan at the old rate, suddenly had their rates increase by multiple percentage points. And then the foreclosures started. Foreclosures began all across the country as the subprime rates reset. As the number of foreclosures increased, this caused the housing supply to increase faster and faster as new cheap homes came on the market. And in 2006, with this ever-increasing inventory, home prices began to go down. Just like dominoes, the home prices dropping now had more and more homeowners with mortgages on their homes that cost more than the home itself. That's what they mean when they say that they are underwater. And this caused even more people to sell their homes as a short sale from the banks. And this combination of events led to this tremendous financial crisis and a real estate market crash of more than 60% in some places. And as any millennial can tell you, then this led to a recession. Mm. So back to the big question, how does the situation today compare? Is it the same thing? Let's go through and see what's happening today. Number one, bad loans and subprime loans. Are they still around? There's no predatory lending anymore. Right? Since 2008, the government has enacted laws and regulations to prevent the predatory subprime lending practices. There are still loans with adjustable rates, but it's not done at the systemic level like it used to. Meaning most of the loans in America today are fixed rate loans that are locked in for 15 or 30 years. The borrowers today must be able to afford these loans. So new credit checks were enforced to ensure the borrower's ability to repay. So the loans are good and the borrowers are able to repay these loans. Number two, low interest environment causing a real estate bubble. Well, there was certainly a low interest rate environment even lower than the last one. The pandemic caused the Fed to print more money than in the entire history of the United States. So this increase in money supply caused asset inflation and the price of homes and stocks increased and other assets increased as well. The pandemic also caused supply chain disruption, which combined with increased money supply caused the consumer inflation to go as high as 9.1% as of June, 2022. So is this one the same? Well, yeah, actually, it's pretty close. So the third thing that happened in 2008 is that the Fed reacted to inflation by increasing the interest rates. Well, yeah, I mean, this one is happening too. Uh-oh. So what's the score so far? No more subprime loans, which is the biggest piece of the puzzle, but two out of three of the others. Is it getting hot in here or is it just me? So number four, the interest rate increasing in 2006 cause an increase in foreclosures because the bad loans started to reset to market rates, which were much higher. Is this happening now? No, this is not happening right now because we have better loans and more qualified borrowers. In fact, foreclosure rates are actually falling now, month over month, down almost 3% and 40% lower than in 2021. So if you're keeping score, we're two out of four of things that happened in 2008, dead even. 
So how are you feeling about that? It's a nail biter. <laughs> it's a nail biter. And number five, tiebreaker. With the perfect storm of reduced demand from rising interest rates, dramatic increase in supply from foreclosure, a snowball formed that dropped the prices of home and left more people with bad loans underwater with mortgages higher than the price of the homes. So is this happening? No, thank goodness. The interest rate increase is reducing demand. Yes, that's happening. Houses are less affordable, but there's not an event causing a huge increase in supply. People aren't foreclosing or short selling they're holding with their lower interest rates. So is this like 2008? No, 2008, get lost. <laughs> but what is happening and what should you be worrying about? This is the real question. From March to June, the Fed increased the rate from 0.25% to 1.75%. The rate hikes are just beginning. Prepare for the rate to go up another three to 5%. Now imagine this, if the Fed raised their rate another three to 5% before the end of the year, we could have mortgage rates above 10%. I hope it doesn't happen, but be prepared. People are worried about buying, but 5% rates, 6% rates, may be a thing of the past in a few short months. Interest will continue to go up and I fully expect mortgage rate to hit very close to 10% within the next 12 months. But there will not be a real estate market crash because there are no signs of a massive increase in supply, which is how the market flips. If just supply or just demand changes, the market changes accordingly. When both supply and demand change drastically, that's when the market can crash. What could change that? A massive recession with high unemployment, forcing people to sell their home. Homeowners expecting a real estate crash and cashing in now before the crash happens. Keep those pants up. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you're waiting forever because you're waiting for rates to go down, they're not going down. They're headed one direction. And very soon that million dollar mansion you could have afforded is looking a lot more like a nice little 3-2 with a white picket fence.